Bulletcast for life. Get up, get up! This is a revolution! This is our time to rise! Look deeper in your mind, look deeper into the Hey, hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? You know the name, you know the voice, you know exactly why I'm here. I am a microphone messiah, a 25-year-old piece of gold, uh, a former Bullet Cast champion, 11 times a world heavyweight champion, but also on the line, he's another former 11-time world heavyweight champion in the podcast world. He's a Canadian destroyer, BT, Brandon Tanguma. Brandon, it's Thursday. You know what that means. Yes, sir. Another edition of the Bullet Cast. Happy to be here. And... Things are starting to starting to look the light at the end of the tunnel. We're starting to reopen a little bit in Alameda County. We're not exactly Texas quite yet, but things are looking up. Texas, we're not Georgia, we're not Florida, but things are looking up. Mississippi, you ever been to Mississippi? No, the only Uh, southern place I've been is Florida, and I've been to the Charlotte Airport. Great chicken. I think it was Bojangles. I'm not 100 sure though. That's awesome, yeah. I've, I've been to Mississippi. You know what, Brandon? I, I I did my I did my count. Guess how many states I've been to? Thirteen. Forty. Oh, okay. Ten more. Ten You're more. Tra- traveling man. Tra- traveling world's champion. I'm like Harley and Rick. You know? Uh, nah, man. But um, I, I'm excited. You know, I heard the movies are opening back up tomorrow. You know how many I have? Like 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 seven. Four. Oh, okay, okay, okay. California, Nevada, Florida, Carolina. Pretty sure that's it. That's a, I accomplished a lot of them because I took a train ride once. You know, you you just you, you pass. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I've taken like planes. If I fly over them, does that count? Probably not. I have to be floor for it to count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movies are opening back up tomorrow. I know people are excited about that. But I've been to four countries, so there oh. you go. Hey, there you go. That's that's awesome. I've only been to, I think, what, maybe maybe two or three. America, Mexico, Dominican, and Portugal, the homeland. America, I, I, I've passed in Mexico. I, I went to Canada when I was a child. New Mexico? I, Damn, I didn't know New Mexico. Uh, no, no, Mexico, Mexico. Uh, I hit the Bahamas when I was like three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, a- anyways, things are opening back up here. I'm not going to sit and watch a movie because you know I have the internet, but I will pop in and pay ten dollars for a large popcorn and dip. I will do that. Sounds like a good idea. You know, once you got all those HBO movies coming out, I'll just go to Bayfair, go to Southland, get a uh, get some popcorn, and just go back home. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Even though I'm pretty sure, like, every- oh, I don't know how it works. You probably have to order everything online. Possibly, possibly, possibly. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find. But your out. boy's going back to the gym next week. I'm gonna get yacked. Oh, you getting yacked? I'm getting yacked because your boy had an, had some interviews. Let's just say his button up shirts that fit during the summer last year don't fit now. Okay, okay. The, the quarantine weight is real, man. Uh, can you bring somebody for free? Can I come with you? We don't have to ride. We don't have to ride together. I'll just. I, I don't exactly know how that works. I gotta you know check with my agent. I I, I know somebody that works there. I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll find out. I'll find out for sure. For sure, for sure. All right, but let's get into it. Before we talk about professional wrestling, you know we have to promote it. HD for life. It's on uh, teespring or spring.com. 
I guess that's the new name up for it. So yeah, the designs are Get Her Done 1 and 2, H-Dog, Mother's Love, Hurry Up 1 and 2, King H-Dog, H-Dog-Get It, Mr. Pimpin, <laughs> Mr. Sapo, HD for Life Americana, Common Sense Soldier, H-Dog, and uh, Life Safety. They have hoodies, t-shirts, sweatpants, tank tops, face masks, and tote bags. So much more. HD for life, spring.com. You don't want to miss it. A lot of great work. Graffiti art is the best art. Go get it. HD for life, spring.com. There you go. There you go. Love it, love it, love it. Now let's jump into it. Let's talk about the world of professional wrestling, sports entertainment. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. So, NXT was last night, and they had blockbuster announcements. We thought it was, I honestly I didn't I didn't watch it yet, but I, I thought it was going to be you know they're moving to Tuesday nights. No, uh, William Regal announced the first ever two night NXT takeover. Brandon, what's going to be the official name of it? I don't know. I, I thought, I, thought I, they, they I know I'm I know I'm the NXT something. guy, but I haven't just like you haven't seen NXT yet. But you're just gonna out here just throw me on the spot, and I can scrounge uh, together some stuff. Hold on, hold on, let's, we got let, it. Let's go NXT the... Takeover Stand and Deliver. Stand and Deliver. That's a great movie, by the way. Is it? Is it not? Is it not? It's a great movie. Great movie. Great movie. Uh, Stand and Deliver. So the first night will be April seventh on the USA Network for free, and then it will be April eighth on the Peacock. Uh, on Peacock, uh, I, probably not WWE Network, even though WWE Network will still be a thing in America until April 16th. That news came out. Uh, yeah, man. So that's uh, that's that's what's going to happen. Hey, man, it's uh, it, it, it's interesting. You know, I'm I'm, I'm excited to see that. Um, under the radar, maybe making a return. We will discuss that off air about you know how we're going to handle that situation. That's going to be a busy week. You know what I'm saying? Like dynamite and to take over that night, we got uh, we, the Hall of Fame is the day before. We got, oh my god, it's it's, it's gonna be a crazy week, man. That, that that's gonna that's gonna be insane. So much wrestling to talk about. Nice that we're getting a little bit back to normal. Got the takeovers, as you said, Hall of Fames. And I mean, it's the Hall of Fame, but I we're mean, gonna NXT, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. NXT. They've been a little lackluster recently. I I'm a little. I wonder what they're going to do with the two night shows because I, I feel as though they're, they're not strong enough to put on two stellar two, two stellar shows, but we're going to have to see what they can scrounge together. Honestly, man, like we're looking at WrestleMania right now. I w- they could have just thrown a couple of these matches on a mania and it would have been fine. It would have been fine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, there's not too many like main storylines I can see. NXT coming up with in the next what month less than a month to to make these two nights feel special but I guess we're gonna have to stay tuned to find out we are gonna have to stay tuned to find out and then tell us about the other news that happened on NXT Brandon well the other news this was the one that people kind of knew was coming we have new championships we all know I loved championships just keep adding everyone gets a championship you get a title you get a title everyone gets a title shout it oprah but yes they after the shenanigans that took place last week during the women's tag team title match william regal decided you know what i'm just gonna make my own titles and so he decided to give the uh or i guess christen dakota kai and raquel gonzalez the new and first time ever nxt women's tag team champions and then what happens he puts them in a match and then they just lose it in a matter of minutes to Shotzi and Ember Moon. So now Shotzi and Ember Moon are your second NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. I do not understand this booking. I, NXT is starting to become WWE light. 
it has better wrestling, I will say, but the booking I think has been an issue with NXT. And this is one of the issues that I have. What is the story behind this? You have the heel champions win the entire tournament, beat Ember Moon and Shotzi pretty clean. Then they get screwed over in the title match. And then you give them the titles and then the baby faces just beat them again. Like what the hell? 50, 50 booking at its finest right there. Yeah, man, I'm I'm I'm, do, I'm doing some research real quick. Keep 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 going on with it. Then then, then I'll give you my take. I mean, I'm kind of done. Oh, NXT yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and NXT. I, I as much as I, I love it and what it used to be when it was on the network, it has fallen off a, a tad bit. I will say. Now, if they move to Tuesday, I'm not saying that's going to just make everything better. Maybe the numbers will be better. They might get over a million people watching. That is a possibility, but. Uh, I mean, as I said, with the NXT going back to the takeovers, you have the Adam Cole Finn Balor match. Finn Balor, we didn't get any new champions. I mean, besides the tag team champions, we didn't get Tony Storm win or Adam Cole win. Looking like Finn and Carry uh, and Cross will be the main event of one of those nights, probably the second night. So that's that's awesome. You know, Finn's got that juice. Finn juice. What? What? what, what? Um, look, man. With the addition of the women's tag team titles, WWE now has 20 championships. 20 championships. What are we doing? What are we doing? This this doesn't make it special anymore. You already have women's tag team titles. You could have just given them those. You could have just given them those. Why? I think an, another issue is that Triple H kind of talks about, but he doesn't overtly say because he doesn't want to get in trouble at family dinner. He is kind of on, he has to book and he always has in the back of his mind that on a whim, Vince can come in and just mess everything up. Now, I agree. I think you should have just given the titles to Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Have Dude. them beat. They don't, I mean, Nia and Shayna don't need the titles. The women's tag team division as even though they have like a overall like maybe shallower roster in NXT, they have a deeper women's tag team division that people care about over there. They have even Candice and uh, Indy, like that's a tag team. You have Casey Canzaro and Caden Carter. I know they're kind of the, the low, low, lower level jobbers, but at least it's like a definitive tag team that people kind of care about. Look, Triple H has said we, we don't, he, he was on a, on a, a press call like, like three weeks ago when he said, yeah, we don't need all these championships. Then why are you creating more? Why are you doing this? Dude, look, when ECW, WWE, ECW was a thing, how many titles did they have, Brandon? They had just they, one. They had just one. Say, I didn't watch ECW, but I just, I, the only I've been, ones I remember is the ruled one. I, I, I've, been, I've been watching some lately. I've been watching, I was watching some last night. It, well, well, that, that's a whole other podcast discussion. My point is they just had one. FCW, how many titles did they have? They had the heavyweight, they had the ladies, and I, they may have had a tag. You know what I'm saying? You, you're, you're understand I mean, like they, even, going, even going back to the North American title, I was never a big fan of having the North American title, but I kind of <laughs> understood because at that time they had a pretty deep men's roster, but now that it's not that it's not that deep now. That's fine. The, the North, I don't care about the North American title. That's fine. I think a promotion should have a heavyweight title, a male singles, a woman's uh, heavyweight title, and then a tag. Those four are fine. Look, when I was a kid, man, when we were kids, we had the WWE. We had the big gold. There was a world tag title. There was a WWE tag title. I see US and a woman's. And then you throw in the Divas. That's only eight championships. It seemed like a lot, but compared to now, it's not. You have... 
you have a, a, a two champions for men and women on SmackDown and Raw with tags and heavyweights. You have like what are we doing? You have the you have NXT UK. You have NXT Evolve. That's probably going to get a championship. You know, we have a cruiserweight champion. We have a twenty four seven champion. There's it's too much. It is too much. And then, especially when it comes to like the pay per views, there's so many titles. Some of them aren't even aren't even defended. And then when it comes to like WrestleMania, a bigger show, I feel like all the matches are tagged are are title matches. And it's like, how am I supposed well, to get hyped for the Raw tag team titles when they barely had a feud? And then like you have the IC title and blah blah blah. And it's just like look, it's just too much. The only time titles need to be on the line is Night of Champions or Clash of Champions. The tagline for that pay per view is every championship is on the line. You know, like that that's fine. But then when you have 10 matches and nine of them are championships, it kind of gets overblown. And then by the time we get to like the main event, well, we're well, he- here's what we do. Here's what we do. If you're not going to have the big gold, I'm sorry. Get rid of the universal Roman. I love you to death, brother. You'd look awesome with the big gold. Go, go dig that out of the warehouse. As far as the two women's champions, you kind kind of need it. You, I, I, I you kind of need it. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, are you just going to have like Charlotte and Oscar and let, let's say Shayna Baszler and Nyla fighting for a woman's title on raw and nobody fighting for anything on SmackDown. You kind of need it there. So, you know what I've come to, I've come to terms with, I'm okay with that. You know what I'm saying? The U S and I see they've been there forever. That's fine. And back in the day, I mean, before we got the uh, extension of the WWE tag titles back in like Oh two, the, the tag champions, they floated, and that was cool. It was fine. So we can do that. We can have floating tag champions. The women's tag titles with both divisions, we don't need them. I'm going to be perfectly honest. We do not need them. We do not need them. The, the men's tag title scene is so shallow. I mean, I feel like we've had the Hurt Business take on the New Day this entire pandemic, and they just keep going back to it. And that just shows you how shallow that – the men's tag team division is do, over on raw do you and know it's how, like i agree have tag team one tag team and then the women's have like the heavyweights or the men's just you can have two titles there but tag teams really should be just one yeah like do you know how badass the hurt business would be they have the world championship and then they have the true world tag team titles like we we're we're the champion of this whole company you know what i'm saying that, that's where that should be. And then, look, the 24-7 title, nobody takes it seriously. Who cares? As far as NXT goes, look, dude, the, the, the NXT title, the North American title, that's fine. You have, you have the tag titles. You have a women's championship. Okay, the Cruiserweight title, I'm not really – I don't have a problem with it because of the lineage of it. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a problem with the lineage of that. And then if we get to NXT UK, like, maybe – I don't know, man. I don't want to say pull the plug on it because, like, what – like what's really like? What's the best thing to come out of there? What uh, uh, homegirl who just had that match with the Japanese chick? I heard that match was awesome. I got to check out that. You know, you got Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. Where the hell's Tyler Bate and Trent Seven? We don't know. You have Imperium. That's pretty badass. That's really it, dude. Alien Dragonoff. Oh, Dragonoff is awesome. Yeah, I mean that's really it. Let's be real. That's it. I I know that's Sean's baby. I know that's HBK's little baby over there. I love it. I love I love HBK uh, NXT UK. They have some promise, but let's be real, man. Let's let, let's stop while we're ahead. And I'm not saying this is the number one reason why they have so many titles, but it is maybe like third or fourth is for merchandising and selling all these titles. And you can sell the I don't know five hundred dollar replica and make a little cash on the side. Yeah, hit up my boy Wesco's design. He'll make you the exact same thing for cheap. I will say though, 
I do like the design of the NXT women's titles better than the actual WWE women's titles. Well, yeah. even though it is kind of like all the titles are kind of the same in NXT, but yeah. well, I, you, you, yeah, you, you look at that. I'm surprised. Like the women's tag title is the only thing that's different, really, huh? For the main roster. But, I mean, it's and it's almost just like the the WWE roster. It's just it has a different strap. That's the only thing that's really different. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's ridiculous, man. We don't need all these championships, dude. Like, we really need to cut back. We need to look at it and we're like, uh, you know, like what are we doing? And for NXT evolve, we don't need a championship there. I'm be I'm 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 gonna throw it out there right now. We don't need that. We do not need that. Those guys could fight for an opportunity to get a North American title shot or a cruiserweight title shot. You know what I'm saying? Or if they're like, or if they're like uh, from the UK, they can fight for an opportunity at Walter or something. We don't need championships over there. We don't. We don't. It's almost like they just use it as a crutch, as a championship of, oh, I want the championship, so here you go, and then I attack you instead of trying to tell some cohesive, in-depth stories. You know, like when I was a kid, man, if you were a champion, that mattered. Now everybody's a champion. Hell. Uh, look, we've been champions so many times, you know. Brandon, maybe we should just have a whole bunch of championships here. Once, once I get the title back, then we can just discontinue it. No, no, no. We should just have a whole bunch. We should have the the heavyweight hey, I told title. You when we were co-champions, we should have just, you know, Thanos snapped out of existence. But no, somebody wanted to be champion on their own. You, you know, we we should have that. We should have a trivia championship. We should have tag team titles. We should just get a championship for Cindy. You know, like, like we should just have a whole bunch of championships. We have a women's division, a tag team division, a cruiserweight division, which we all know my my big ass ain't gonna be in that one. Nah, we'll, we'll we'll extend the weight limit. Two two forty is the, the the limit. There okay, there I think I, I think I I might be might have to be like Matt Hardy, maybe cut a little bit of weight, maybe not yeah. have breakfast, but I think I'll get it. Yeah, there you go. Like it's just it's too much, dude. Like I'm I'm not a fan. Uh, something needs to change because I was I've been watching NXT from like 2014, 15. Dude, it was so awesome. It was so awesome, dude. Like, we, can we get back to that? Can we possibly get back to that? I mean, I wish NXT would just go back to an hour. Like those WWE Network hour-long shows, you build, like you legit just build it around one match and they have a a burner. Everybody wasn't on every week. The champion wasn't always there. You know, like we'll hear from the NXT champion in two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like they did stuff like that, which was cool. It was kind of like back in the day where, you know, like, uh, like Huey's era, like they didn't see Hogan all the time. But when you saw him, you knew it was a big deal. You knew it was important. Like Hogan's wrestling on Wrestling Challenge. He's wrestling on Superstars. I have to see that. You know what I'm saying? We need to do that on WWE too. Like it's just, it's it's a whole lot of stuff, but that's that's a longer podcast. Let's 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 power through the rest of the show. Uh, on SmackDown, Daniel Bryan is on the fast lane to WrestleMania. He beat Jay Uso in a steel cage match. So at fast lane, a week from Sunday, he would challenge Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Could Daniel Bryan possibly beat Roman Reigns and have a real dream match or another possible dream match with Edge? Both men who retired from kind of the same situation both men who we thought would never wrestle again. And then boom, here we are. As Kevin Garnett said, anything is possible, but Daniel Bryan's not winning that match. No, no, he's not winning that match. This is a rematch from the, from the original fast lane in 2015, which we're going to talk about later what? on. I know crazy. Right? it's a hey, poetic justice. All right. Moving on from put that- it in a song. <laughs> there you go. Oh, was I supposed to? Was I supposed to keep going? No, we don't want to get uh, NDA or whatever. Kendrick, Kendrick, Kendrick won't mind. All right. Also, Apollo's new presentation. 
Uh, so Apollo Crews, the, the 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 Nigerian prince, can we call him that? That dude hits us up. I forgot. Isn't that that dude's name? Nigerian prince. Hey man, Apollo all along. It's been Apollo all along. You know the the, the sphere, the the guards, the accent. I, I like it, dude. I'm I'm a fan. Put, so put last week, so last week I kind of defended it, and I was like, you know what? Because I I believe I don't know if it was Nigerian prince, but someone kind of was like, okay, maybe this is a little bit racist, and I defended it. But this week I was a little more down on it. I mean, he spoke. I was okay with him doing the accent for like, you know, the back end and kind of using it to be like his serious voice. But then when he just did it the entire promo and he has the spear and the guards behind him, that's when I was like, okay, like it's a little cheesy and it was like kind of too fake. And maybe I can see them playing the Nigerian aspect of it for heat. Now I can kind of see that. I I can too. Uh, let's not go to the days where Kofi was just Jamaican. Let's not, let's not just have him speak like this from now on. Cause like, dude, we, we know what your real voice sounds like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I the, the accent was really the main thing that I have an issue with. It's it was why good. Was, it why was, was, was he speaking like that the entire time? We've seen him for however many five, six years speaking a completely different dialect. So now we know it's definitely a put on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe he should have just debuted with this from the beginning. Maybe he shouldn't have spoke for the past six years and then just de- talked like this. I don't know. I mean, for the most part, maybe for like three of those years, he never talked. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that episode of Breaking Ground where he was cutting a promo in the Performance Center and Scott Hall was like, hey, bro, do you really talk like that? You, you know, they just give him a pointers. Breaking Ground was so good. They shouldn't have canceled that. I, I, I liked that on the network. It was great. I still randomly have it like on my list, even though I watched it when it first came out and I just never took it off. Yeah, man. You know, I'm going to miss this format of the network. Like looking at what Peacock's going to do, dude. I'm like, should we have really done this? I understand. You know, the, the, the money's great. You know, it's a business and the wrestling's about making money. But I'm like, this format is just so smooth and crisp. Like, do we really want to change this? I mean, I talked about it. They still don't have an Amazon app, which is the main way I stream all my stuff. So that one sucks for me. But at least I'll be saving a little bit of money. If you go to, I think, peacock.com slash WWE, because now we thought they were just going to migrate everyone over, but no, you have to like cancel and sign up. If you sign up, you get a $10 payment for like four months. So you like are only paying three month, three bucks a month for Peacock. So you get WrestleMania for three bucks. Absolutely, man. You know, I, I put out some uh, some some news about that on the Bullcast Instagram. Go check that out. I All am right, happy, I- though. I can watch Fastlane on the network one last time, so I get a nice cry out. I know, I know that's that's the way to go out. Know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? I yeah 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 yeah. The network in the U.S. will officially be gone. What I think the 16th or 18th of April. One of it's those. It's gonna. Days. It's out before WrestleMania starts. Yeah. Oh oh yeah. My bad. My bad. My bad. My yeah, bad. The sixth or seventh. The sixth or seventh. Yeah, something like that. Speaking of the sixth, the WWE Hall of Fame is back. You know, we will have which I. I, 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 I look. I kind of don't agree with this. Uh, we will have two classes go in the 2020 class that was supposed to go in last year, but you know the, the world shut down. And then this new class is going to be going in. The first inductee of the new class, Mighty Molly Holly. I thought she was already in. I thought so too. Just make it like baseball. Have nobody go in this year, but you still honor the 2020 class. Yeah, that's that's honestly. I thought that's what they were just going to do. Like just kind of hold off. You know what I'm saying? Like. But but I, I, I guess not. They're going to power through, which I'm like, oh, boy, that's going to be super long. That's going to be a long boy. Well, it sucks I'm, for people who watch the, the Hall of Fame. I watch the Hall of Fame. Look, 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 man, I have my qualms with the Hall of Fame, too. I do. 
like old celebrity wing. I love Snoop Dogg to death. I love him. I love Snoop Dogg. Snoop D-O-double-G, gin and juice. You know, that's my stuff. But he don't need to be in there. We don't need a celebrity wing for the Hall of Fame. Now, as far as like the Warrior Award and Connor's Cure, I'm fine with that, dude. That's that's perfectly fine. Nobody should really have a problem with that. If you do, you need to check your check your uh, you just need to check yourself. At well, the door. I mean, you're honoring a man who said some vile vile that, things, that, creating I'm, him I'm, to be this hero for. I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking about like. You know, well, hell, they should have named it something else. I'm talking about like the, the people that are getting the award. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like Sue Atchison, Connor, and uh, some of those other people who I, I can't remember all of them over the and years. Technically, the war, quote unquote Warrior Award was supposed to be for backstage people, which I believe they did it like two years ago. Which fi- finally they actually did it for what he intended to do. Yeah, yeah. So that, look, look, those people I don't have a problem with. And uh, as far as some of the people who have gone in the Hall of Fame, I think we've talked about this to death. You know, like Hillbilly Jim, like, really? You know what I'm saying? People were like, Toy Wilson, really? And I'm like, well, you know what? She was never the champion, but she was the face of the division. I don't have any. As much as I kind of poo-poo on the Hall of Fame, I have no issues when they put people in. It's a show. You can reminisce. And sometimes, like, those lower-level people are the ones who have the best speeches. That's, that's possible. That's true. I mean, the 2020 class, British Bulldog, uh, JBL, the Bella Twins. The, the, I, I forget everybody else. I mean, British Bulldog, one of the best workers, JBL, one of the best heel champions in the company's history. I forgot Batista. Oh, but, but he, I forgot about Batista. I forgot. Come Batista on, he's the top in. dog. Yeah, I know. Former world heavyweight champion. The Bella Twins, both both former world champions, the face of the division for quite some time. I'm happy for all of them. Congratulations. Um, I'll probably do a recap of it depending on how I feel. Yeah. Shout out Molly Holly. Met Shut her Un- at, a, at the at the place that we cannot name, the promotion we will not name. Oh, really? really oh, nice lady. I, I believe it. You know, I've, I've heard she's awesome. Uh, I, and you just hear stories about how she tried to help the women and tried to teach them. Congratulations to Molly Holly, man. That's, that's awesome for her. I, I love it. Uh, all right. Vince wished Big Show well. So at a media scrum after AEW Revolution, uh, somebody asked uh, Paul White, how did how did uh, Vince react to you leaving? Uh, he said Vince texted him after they announced it, and he, he said he wished him well and agreed that was, this was the best for his, uh, his career at the time. You see, Vince isn't an evil person. I mean, that's good to hear. He's known the man for like over 20 years at this point. Who knows what the behind-the-scenes talks were if Big Show wanted to do a little bit more, and Vince just, you know, creative had nothing for him, whether that be behind the scenes or on camera. I mean, it makes sense. It's not like Jericho where that one is like a much bigger deal. And it's like the first one where I can see Vince getting a little, a little tickled at that one. Christian, that's another one, but big show. I, I don't think it, I think it's a big deal for AEW to get him, but I don't think on WWE they're losing too, too much. Absolutely. All right. Kayla Braxton deletes her Twitter. Uh, she uh, recently came out as bisexual and I guess the, uh, the, the flack she got for it was too much and she uh, she deactivated it I thought we were I thought this is this has kind of been normalized at this point why are, why, why are people still tripping because we're in the middle of a pandemic and everyone's at home and they have nothing else better to do that's that, that, that's true that's true that's a shame Kayla we don't care what you like we just care that you do your job well isn't that right Brandon mm-hmm. number yeah. one Smackdown backstage announcer absolutely all right uh, Peyton Royce's fire promo from Raw Talk. Dude, this was awesome. Tell us about it. 
Well, we were on, uh, or Peyton Royce was on Raw Talk, and something similar we've seen in a lot of people, that they take advantage of the time they're given because they don't get a lot of time on the main roster shows. And Peyton just kind of simply cut a quote-unquote shoot promo to where they kind of talked about Asuka being away and the championship being maybe up for grabs. And she was like, you know what? Why don't I get a chance? Charlotte, Asuka, you know, they're cool, but they always get the opportunity. What about me? What about my shot? I never get a shot, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it was a very, very good promo. Is it a shoot? Probably not. But uh, Peyton, I think she is underutilized. Billy Kay, I think, is also underutilized. But, you know, when it comes to in-ring, there's some question marks there, but I do agree personality-wise, Peyton is someone that WWE should be using more because especially with Becky Lynch gone, Lacey Evans being a, a main point, and now she's gone for pregnancy. You look around the women's division, there's really nobody nobody there except for Charlotte Asuka and Peyton. As I said, not exactly the best in the world, but I think she's a viable option. Well, yeah, see, here's the thing. This is what they used to do back in the day. When, uh, when people would get out with an injury, what did we do? All right, we got this guy. Let's give him a shot. And then boom, you know? People, people, they hit a home run. They become successful. They win a heavyweight title. You know what I'm saying? Uh, look, Peyton Royce. You know, I've always, I've always like admired her talent, especially when she was in NXT. I think she had a, I think she had a title match against Oscar in NXT, and I was like, oh, she, she's working pretty decently. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe there's something there. Uh, I like Peyton Royce. You know, I've always admired her, or, or liked her look, or her, her charisma's uh, great. I think she's hilarious. Uh, I think she's the more talented worker out of the Iconics. I I want to see her have an opportunity. Let's let let's let's get that started. Let, let's see what she can do. Give her the ball. Let's see if she can run with it. I completely agree. I mean, I, as much as I love Oscar, and I think Charlotte is definitely talented. It is running a little repetitive, and if we get Charlotte and Oscar, probably that's what we're going to see at WrestleMania. I, I want some more. I mean, Rhea Ripley. We we're seeing her vignettes we don't know if she's going to be something before wrestlemania and beyond wrestlemania or what what's going on with that but we shall see we shall see all right inside of the ring uh so this sunday at uh i want to say sacrifice rich swan the impact heavyweight champion is going up against moose the tna heavyweight champion in a winner take all match the winner of that match faces kenny omega at impact rebellion in a winner take all so can Kenny Omega walk out the AAA Mega Champion, the AEW Champion, and the newly crowned Undisputed Impact Champion? Most likely, most likely. That's I mean, that is a, a very real possibility. They they were building to this last pay per view or whatever special on Impact with Kenny in the tag team match, and I mean, it makes it makes sense. AEW when I mean Kenny in particular has been getting a lot of shine on Impact, but when it comes to AEW. They haven't really talked about Impact all that much, which kind of, I mean, AEW's def- or Impact, I think, is getting kind of more out of the deal, I would say, just because they're getting, I mean, it's kind of a weird dynamic that they have right now. It's like AEW is on Impact. Impact will talk about AEW, but yet AEW won't talk about Impact on their show. I mean, they talked about them this week a little bit. In a joking matter, but I mean, really, the only thing they talk, I mean, yeah, the other thing with Moxley, but really, the only thing they really talk about is when the Gallows would Gallows and Anderson come out, it's like, oh, they're the impact tag team champions. Well, they'll be, they'll get a lot more shine if Kenny Omega wins that championship, yeah. But then it's always the cases you put the title on him, he's this unbeatable guy, he hasn't lost on it on AEW really at all. How do you get the title off of him in impact? 
put him in a triple threat, and somebody pins somebody that's not Kenny Omega. And then we get the Charlotte NXT situation. No, you don't. You come in, you beat the champion, and then you don't even do the job on the way out. Well, you're right. It's only impact, right? It's it's only impact, yeah. Yeah. Dang. It's, it's not like it's, it's not like two thousand five when it was on fire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Screw it, make Christian the world champion. <laughs> we're 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 getting we're we're gonna talk about that. All right. Uh this day in wrestling, wrestling challenge nineteen eighty seven. We have WF superstars of wrestling in nineteen ninety one. Ricky Steamboat made his return to the uh WWF. Uh, 25 years ago today, Mark Henry makes his WWE debut on Monday Night Raw. Uh, we have Raw 2002. This is NWO, Hogan, Nash, Hall defeating Austin and Rock. Uh, Hogan beat Rock. I'm um, Hogan beat Austin in the only match they were involved in. There you go. So much stuff. Pe- pe- so much no, no, no. There, there, I mean, there's a lot more, but people. So pe- much stuff. Pe- people said that, uh, you know, Hunter should have been involved in that on the. Uh, Austin Rock said to make it probably the greatest six man of all time. More people equals more superstar power and more money. Absolutely. Just like more championships. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Here we go. Uh, the WrestleMania 20 press conference happened on this day in 2004. You know, Triple H was the world heavyweight champion. Eddie Guerrero was the WWE champion. TNA Destination X on this day in 2007. Christian Cage retained the uh, NWA championship up against Samoa Joe. You had a uh, – you had – Chris Saban in a two out of three falls match against I think Jerry Lynn for the uh, for the X division title. Raw on this day in 2013, uh, Undertaker pays his respects to the late Paul Bearer. SmackDown on this day in 2014, Big Show defeats Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fan mail, yay! Woohoo! Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, fan mail. Let's do it all. Uh, Jack of all trades. So happy for Christian Cage. Never felt like he truly got his just due in WWE, even though he has uh, been the world champion. Can't wait to see what the instant, cl- instant classic has in store for AEW. Yeah, I, can't, I can't wait either, man. I can't wait either. I'm excited. All right, let's go over to the Instagram. Not, no hootie who this week. Oh, Hey, man, you, you, leave, leave us wanting more. Oh, man, Becky Lynch's father passed away. R.I.P. R.I.P. All right. Uh, and Brad is the X. Mr. X. So how do you feel about Apollo's new accent? We just talked about it. Uh, I only heard about uh, Maki. Ito. Maki Ito a few weeks ago, but she's already one of my favorites. I, I, I disagree. We're going to talk about that when we talk about AEW. In uh, the fallout of the botched ending to the exploding barbed wire death match is the teaming of Mox and Kingston. Uh then watching those sparklers around the ring, was it worth it? Uh, if we get these two back together, possibly. We're going to talk about all that, too. Uh, what is your favorite cover of an entrance theme? Oh, wow. Um, me, personally, I always liked Disturbed's version of Stone Cold's theme better than the original. I also think uh, Seven Dust cover of Break the Walls Down for Jericho off the uh, foreseeable entry album is underrated then again i've been a seven dust stan uh for over 20 years now um i don't know man do you do you have a favorite cover the only one that came to mind was that stone cold disturbed song i mean i I love that song i have it on my phone i listen to it maybe not all the time but i listen to it a whole lot more than i do the original 
I mean, I can't really think of covers like all too much. I I will say the Snoop Dogg Sasha Banks remix at WrestleMania 32. I did really enjoy that. That's become our actual theme song as of late. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, my dumbass just realized that uh, "Take Me Back" by Evanescence is actually Christian's TNA theme. It's just the instrumental. So can can I say that? Is that possible? I mean, te- technically a remix. I, can, can I do that? Sure. Yeah, they should just throw. They should just buy the rights and like throw the words in there. It would make it so much better. Yeah, I'd probably be paying too much. But I will say, I think if AEW were to get, I don't know what Turner has in terms of music rights, but if they were to get like some real music, we have Jungle Boy having a, you know, a real song for his theme song, and it's kind of paid off. I, I think if you get some actual like real songs for AEW, that could put them, you know, distinguish themselves from WWE. Uh, that's possible. You know what, dude? Jim Johnston doesn't work there anymore. Why don't you just get him? Created some of the best themes in the history of the of, of wrestling. Why don't you just get him? That's a possibility, but I mean, the attraction of ECW was those, you know, the entrances and the real songs, even though Paul Heyman didn't pay for them. And not saying you got to throw millions of dollars to get a Metallica song, but if you could get like some well-known, maybe some pop songs, and you can really, you know, get the crowd involvement and you know get that atmosphere going. Because right now, AEW theme songs aren't that great. Wait, who, whose theme songs are actually good? Uh, Jericho's. I mean, it's his own music. Cody has downstate and Snoop Dogg do his, so that's cool. I will. I do not. As much as I love Snoop Dogg and Sasha Banks, I do not like Snoop Dogg and Cody. It just doesn't I, fit his character. I. Um. He, I don't. I don't know. I don't, maybe when he was doing the. Uh, the Master P make him say, uh, maybe when he was doing that, it would have worked possibly, but, uh, I, I, I don't know. I have to listen to it more. Yeah, man. If they could just like find, like, just get Jim Johnston, dude. And get like, when theme songs have words, they're good. Like edges and Christian's WWE theme and Jericho's WWE theme. You know what I'm saying? Like where they have words and you can sing along to them. That's when they're really good. The, the greatest instrumental theme probably well, Austin, of course, and then you have uh, you have Shinsuke. I mean, the greatest intro, the greatest song of all time is Mizo- Minoru Suzuki's theme, and that has words to it, and people sing along to it. I've never heard a song a day in my life. Blasphemy. I've never heard a song a day in my life. Um. All right, let's go into Monday Night Raw. Bobby Lashley retains the WWE Championship once again. Uh, he beats the Miz once again with the Hurt Lock. Uh, yeah. Started off Monday Night Raw. I actually watched the three-hour Raw. Really doubling down on Lashley, just destroying the Miz. Uh, maybe this means the Miz just kind of falls down and has the match with Bad Bunny, which we haven't seen in a while. Can we talk about that entrance? That entrance was very, very over the top, and I kind of enjoyed it. It was uh, it was a th- apparently it was a throwback to his OVW days, which I'm like, hey, dude, that's awesome. That that was cool. Uh, the only other thing I want to talk about from Monday Night Raw is the no contest that Drew and Sheamus had, uh, and their uh, for what. Anything was like no DQ match or uh, uh, no holds barred or whatever, dude. Hey, man, this was physical as hell, and I loved it. Yeah, I mean, both men posted photos of their backs on the on Instagram. We can see they're all kind of scraped up, and it was a real war. They say when you're wrestling your friends, you can be a little more stiffer with them, and that definitely was the case here. I mean, they've had even their match going back last week was phenomenal, and we thought maybe Sheamus and Drew would be a title pitcher match, maybe coming out of WrestleMania if Drew gets the title. But 
I think the matchups they're having right now are, are phenomenal, and maybe they can work their way to Drew gets the win. He cut a passionate promo against Lashley, kind of calling him out. So the title is still in Drew's head. I, I I think you can still have this feud, and maybe not go back to it in April, but maybe kind of before SummerSlam you can get Sheamus and Drew if Drew still holds the title. Absolutely. Um, the, the finish was creative. You know, they both had steps and drew falls over the barricade and uh, the steps actually landed on Seamus's head. I was like, Oh God, is, is he, is he alive? You know, that, that, that was a creative finish. I like that. Sometimes not all creative finishes are good finishes. Just like in Randy Orton versus AJ Styles, Philip. Yes, absolutely. I did want to talk about this. I'm sorry. So, um, you know, Alexa bliss is still playing games and, uh, Orton's throwing up blue, black gunk and motor oil or whatever the hell it is and Styles hits a phenomenal forearm and boom. You knew this was coming with Randy Orton. You have Randy Orton AJ Styles. You knew there wasn't going to be a clean finish. You have Alexa Bliss hanging around. You knew there was going to be some dumb finish to this and exactly what happened. I will say though, I'm I'm kind of happy that they've held off on The Fiend and when he does come back, it's it is creating intrigue and people want to know what he looks like, what he's going to be doing. But just in the interim, what they're doing with Randy, I mean, we didn't talk about it last week, but when he did the promo and he was staring at himself in the TV and then he was cutting an evil demon promo, I thought that, that's like some of the stupidest things I've ever seen. It reminds me of, uh, what was it, uh, Hogan looking at the beer and, war- and Warrior pops up. That's what that exactly reminded me of. It was dumb 30 years ago and it's still dumb. I mean, that that was like 20, 22 years ago, but still. I don't care. It was it, dumb 20-something years it, ago. It was dumb then, it's dumb now. I don't care how much better the graphics look. It hey, was re- still dumb. real talk, has she, uh, has, she, has she sung Ring Around the Rosie yet? I feel like she has. Has she I'm not? I'm pretty sure she did, like, when she would sit on the uh, on her swing. Ring around the rose. She should just start doing that. I'll, I'll pop for that, dude. Uh, I, I do want to know what The Fiend is going to look like, you know? He, he, I mean, he's been scarred. He's been demangled. Well, he looked like uh, Deadpool when he takes his mask off. Will he look like Freddy Cougar? There's only one way to find out. WrestleMania. Do you think they pulled, like, the Undertaker card and, like, have him not appear until WrestleMania? Probably. They probably say that's the best the best plan so i think that's where i mean that's really where the intrigue is because i don't think anybody really wants to see them have a wrestling match they just want to see what voodoo stuff they do with the fiend and with fans in attendance you can't have a cinematic match i don't think so you have to do something in person yeah you can have a cinematic match you can just throw it on the screen we were there for a randy orton bray wyatt cinematic match it doesn't really help when there's fans in the crowd yeah well there were fans at revolution they had a cinematic match touche but sting and darby wasn't exactly was on a different level than house of horrors well we oh man we, uh, i i think that's the happiest anybody was ever happy to see gender <laughs> he got a massive pop that night dude when he showed up that was awesome all right let's talk about some aew Animate! so here we go uh ray phoenix of uh the death triangle or Triangulo de la Muerte. He defeats one half of the AEW World Tag Team Champions, Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks. This was awesome. You, you expected Spot Festy. Uh, Ray Phoenix runs on the top term, uh, rope to you know punt Matt in the head, and he he uh, he he, uh, he knew it was coming, so he got out the way. I thought he should have super kicked him while he was out on the stage. 
and he was in the ring. I thought that would have been a cool little spot, but they didn't do that. Uh, he did super kick him, and then he bounced back and hit him with an insecure, and then they both fall down to, you know, kind of let the crowd take it in. Uh, all in all, this was a good match, man. I, I enjoyed it. Really stellar singles match. They told the story early that Matt Jackson really hasn't wrestled all that much singles-wise, and come to think of it, I mean, the only time that I can really think of him wrestling is when they did the singles and they were in best of super juniors. And I did enjoy that Phoenix was the one to get the win. He's the more established singles guy. Give him the win. I know it's kind of goes back to when I harp on WWE having the, the title, the, you know, the non-title challengers win against the champions, but it made a lot more sense here. Tad bit spotty and no selling here, but that's what you come to expect with these two. Absolutely. So next week, do we get Pac versus Nick? Possibly. I think, I think you should have Pac win that one too. Like, the, the, the tag team wrestlers aren't singles wrestlers, so of course they lose singles matches. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that's a good story to tell. I yeah. don't know if they want to go that far, though. Possibly. All right, the American Nightmare, the prince of pro wrestling. Uh, Cody Rhodes, accompanied by Arn Anderson, the enforcer, defeats Seth Gargas. Uh, and uh, and then uh, Tony, uh, not Tony Khan, uh, Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone is coming down to the ring to uh, ask, uh, cut a promo with Cody. And, you know, Arn's like looking at his watch, like, look at the time. Look at the time. So uh, th- that's going on. And then uh, we-, we hear an interruption and it's uh, Pentagon. And he's with, uh, who's that dude? Yeah, he's like, does like the pre-shows and stuff or the uh, the buy-ins or whatnot and before Dynamite goes live. I don't know his name. I don't know his name. But I've seen him before. He's also on being the elite. I want to yeah. say it's like I don't want to call him Adam, but that's I, like the I, only name that's coming to mind. I know. I I I feel like his name is Adam. I I I, I real I really do. You know what? Maybe we should just go to Dynamite's uh or AEW's Instagram and maybe we can uh maybe we can find something. But yeah, you know uh the dude he's translating uh he's translating uh Pentagon's Spanish to English, and you know he said. Cody, if you're the prince of pro wrestling, then I'm the lord of Lucha Libre. And I'm like, ooh, I like that. That's a nice name. I, I digs that. Do you have his name? Alex Abrahentes. Alex Abrahentes. Okay. I knew it was double A. I just forgot what his first name was. Oh, double A. Almost, maybe, maybe. Almost wanted to call him uh, Ibrahimovic, which that's not his name. Maybe he should. Maybe his middle name is an A. He could be triple A. Triple A. Ha ha. See what I did there? Get your car insurance, kids. Oh, uh, yeah, man. And then. Uh, they talk about, you know, the shoulder and the ladder match and like you need to check on your shoulder or else you won't be able to hold your baby girl. And that sends Cody off for him talking about his unborn child. So they start a brawl. and I'm like, oh, this is an interesting way for Cody to go in a in a, in a new feud. I'm like, oh, OK, it's different. So I guess we get Cody versus uh, Pentagon next week. The Prince of Pro Wrestling versus the Lord of Lucha Libre. There's a lot of you know hard resets and kind of beginning of storylines on this show. I enjoyed Penta's little promo. I would have had Alex not be as heelish. I would have had him be kind of the reluctant, you know, straight edge announcer. Just be like, you really want me to say this? And then he kind of just like says it like with not really wanting to say it, but he has to say it because Penta's right there and he's going to beat him up if he doesn't. I think I would have tweaked that just a little bit, especially for, I mean, it's a Spanish, it's the Spanish announcer for the English viewers are probably not going to care too much about it, but uh, I mean, Penta versus Cody should be a really good match. I've been calling for Penta to be more of a singles guy. I thought he was going to win the brass ring match, but the way it kind of turned out, what we'll talk about made a little bit sense why they win with Scorpio's guy. Yeah, man. I mean, we're, uh, well, looking at this, like I've, I've always liked you know, like when people cut promos in different languages, like Asuka in Japanese, just yelling, just give her subtitles. 
And, like, maybe they should have done this with Del Rio. Like, maybe he shouldn't have talked as much. Maybe he would have been a bigger deal. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he had Ricardo Rodriguez, a personal ring announcer. But, uh, yeah, like, cutting promo in Spanish and then, like, you, you want me to? Yeah, I, I do agree with you. Like, he should have been more reluctant to, like, do you really want me to do this? Okay. And then, you know, he, uh, he Alex delivers the line. But I'm, I'm intrigued to see where this goes. And, you know, I want to I want to see more out of these guys. I, I, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought this was an interesting segment. Yeah, I mean, two guys who, you know, they're, they're bigger names. We haven't seen them really cross paths, I think, at all. I don't even know if they've had really a match, even a tag team scene. So it's going to be fun to see them work together. All right. And then uh, next up, uh, Tony Schiavone interviews Sting. And, uh, you know, Sting talks, you know, like Darby, Darby won, I won, we won. And uh, Lance Archer and Jake, uh, Jake Roberts come out there and Lance is like, you know what? I'm not afforded time, so I'm just going to start taking time. Really heelish by Lance, who's been uh, uh, portrayed as a babyface over the last uh, couple weeks and or month and a half. So I, uh, I was like, do we really want to kind of go back on it? Yeah, this was kind of a uh, quizzling segment here you get sting he talks a little bit and then he gets cut cuts off like he always does but then you have lance who comes out yeah as you said he's been baby face not i mean he hasn't been like a tried and true white me baby face but i mean he was kind of on the heelish side when he faced phoenix but overall i i a lance archer sting maybe it was just an interaction that's all it was was just maybe kind of a way for sting he, he cuts a promo acknowledges that he won maybe sting goes away for a little bit and then Lance does his thing, but having what? them two face off doesn't intrigue me whatsoever. I don't, I don't know, man, because I've been watching, like I said, but watching WWE, ECW, Lance Archer, he was was on there in 09, and guess what his finisher was? The Scorpion Death Drop. So maybe, maybe unless there's some... this is a way to get Lance taken on Darby, possibly. But I mean, so maybe, maybe, maybe there's like a little something there, you know, which I don't understand how WWE messed messed up on this guy, especially how athletic he is now. I mean, awesome. But um, hopefully this is the gateway to get, get to Darby, which we are going to talk about that TNT title match. Uh, next up, we have all ego Ethan Page defeat Lee Johnson. QT Marshall was in his corner. Uh, Ethan Page started beating up Lee Johnson after the match. QT doesn't do anything. Dustin Rhodes comes out there and saves Lee Johnson. And uh, he's like, he's asking QT, what the hell's wrong with you? What are you doing? And QT just walks away. Yeah, this match, at least on my end, was like mixed with a bass, like an NBA basketball game. So you couldn't exactly hear what was going on too much. And that just took me out of it. It does suck. I mean, Ethan page coming in, making his AEW dynamite debut and you do the thing with QT and Dustin, but just unfortunately the audio issues was, I think too much for me and probably a lot of people. Yeah. That's what was going on. I was like, what, why can't I really hear this? And then they catch a commercial and the commercial was perfectly fine. I'm like, oh, what is going on, dude? And they were having like mic issues too, uh, with like the Cody interview. And I'm like, well, what's happening, man? Not not a good side, not a good week really for technical difficulties with AEW. Yeah, but I mean the the show overall it was it was pretty solid. Next up, uh, we're supposed to hear from Christian Cage, and we don't. Uh, the AEW World Champion Kenny Omega comes out accompanied by Don Callis and the Impact Tag Champions, the Good Brothers Gallows and Anderson, and you know they talk about the pyrotech. Oh, we we had a promo from Mox and Kingston earlier on in the match or early on in the show, and they uh you know they they talk about uh. Know, the the explosion that didn't happen and you know they, they they made fun of it which you know what if it was a work all along brandon i don't think it was a work from what i heard that there was a little bit of heat with the rigging crew and the the promo with moxley and kinks and i thought that was phenomenal i really enjoyed the you know the dynamic that those two had the banter yeah the banter that they had 
and I thought they played it off well. You know, you put the heat on Mock, you put the heat on Omega saying he can build it, but then I think you have Kenny put the heat on the rigging crew, or you know, he takes he doesn't because he tried to make it seem like, oh, this was the deal all along. And then when you kind of think about it, it's like, okay, you had this match and you rigged it to not explode. But I, I feel like you shouldn't have done it that way. I like the baby faces explanation of it. I didn't like Kenny's all too much. Yeah, that's true. And you know, I feel like honestly, if like the ropes like exploded, like they did during the match, I think people would have been okay with it. You know what I mean? Like if the ropes had gone off too, I think people would have been fine. I'm just going off of that. Something was supposed to happen. It just something malfunctioned. Or maybe maybe it was a work all along, dude. I I'm really starting to believe that. Like when Titus slid at the Royal Rumble, that was a work. I'm really I'm really leaning towards that. Anyway, uh, they they talk about they talk about it. Eddie Kingston comes out there, and then they start a timer again, and they're like, "Oh my god, oh my god, cover me, cover me!" And Don covers Kenny and all this other <laughs> stuff. Wow, I'm supposed to be the one that acts like cusses. So, what do you think about it? I thought this segment was really hit or miss with me. I like kind of the way the demeanor of Kenny and Don and kind of everything like that. I, I like Kingston coming out and playing the babyface role, trying to stand up to the heel after they try to blow up his buddy. But then you do the whole wonky thing with the timer. How did Kenny know that my, uh, that Kingston was going to come out and they just happened to have the timer ready? blop you know it was like there were some good aspects to it but then there's also aspects i didn't like and then also maybe the main one was this whole segment was built around christian cutting a promo and then omega cuts him off does the exact same thing lance archer did to sting but then christian didn't come out until the very very end like so you in theory he was sit you know standing in gorilla waiting for this to happen and then he just sits there for like 10 minutes sees this whole thing go down and then he shows up at the very end like i thought that was just kind of dumb uh, well, Christian's a veteran now, you know, like he, he, he got cut off and he was kind of just watching to see what's going on. And then he like, he picked his spot, you know, you can do that. Like, all right, all right hey, 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 TK, hit my music real quick. You know what I'm saying? Well, he comes out there, uh, they come face to face, you know, he's going to hit him with the unpretty or kill switch, whatever you want to call it. And uh, it doesn't happen. Don Callis pulls Kenny out and then Christian picks up the AW title. So a uh, little foreshadowing. This is interesting, man. I was playing around on, uh, WWE 2K20 uh, the other night. I'm, I was like, you know what? I, Kenny's my AEW champion on my game. Let, let, let me see what I can do. And I, I, I put, I put him in there with Christian. So maybe foreshadowing something here. I think they've been hacking your your PlayStation. I think they know. They, they, I, I think they know what I'm doing, dude. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's it, it's eerie. I don't know. But I would I, I, Christian Cage versus Kenny. That that's that that's something I'm I'm interested in seeing. Um, moving on from that, this was the lowest point of the show. Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and what's her name again? Maki Ito. Maki Ito defeat Shida, Mizunami, and Thunder Rosa. Look, man, this this was bad. Maki Ito singing while everybody's fighting. Like, that was stupid. It was just, it it wasn't a good match for me. And, like, Thunder, Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, and Sheeta, they're, they're, the, they're the four biggest stars of your women's division. And this, this was bad on all counts. I was not a fan. Going back to the the kick or the whatever buy in at Revolution, I did say I, I didn't like Maki Ito singing, but then when you go to Dynamite and she, you know, you got to get your ish in, and she's singing while everyone's beating, you know, there's a bro. I did get a kick out of that. I thought that was funny. Maybe a little too cute by half, but I do agree that the match itself wasn't exactly the best. This is where creative freedom isn't a great thing. I, I would have nixed this in the butt. 
Uh, no, this is the no, absolutely not, absolutely not. But it looks like next week on the St. Patrick's Day special, we're getting um, a lights out match with Thunder Rose and Britt Baker. The first ever women's women's main event in AEW history, which is a little shocking. Well, they're they're main eventing the show. It said main event in bold letters. Oh wow! Wow. Okay. All right. Um, winner gets a shot at uh, Sheeta. Can we do that? Can I always do- thought I always thought that should have been the uh, the American finals to begin with, but maybe they they knew that they were going to do this the whole time, and that's why they didn't do it. Winner gets a shot at Sheeta, and whoever wins beats Sheeta. Let's do it already. God. All right, we get to the TNT Championship match. Darby Allen defends and successfully retains against Scorpio Sky. Uh, I didn't know Darby Allen was an amateur wrestler. I like him even more now. We have that. We have that bond there. I, I was like, oh, because I've never seen him like actually wrestle. I've just seen him get thrown around and jump around and stuff. I was like, oh, okay, he can he can actually work like that. That's what's up, dude. You know the uh, the sit out turn ins and the sit uh, and the sit out and the sit outs and the you know going for Petersons and whatnots and headlocks and um it, it was all really good. Then they started to pick it up. Uh, I did like how uh, Darby was going for uh, a coffin drop or whatever, and Scorpio caught him like with a sit out power bomb. I thought that was a really cool spot. Uh, uh, Scorpio Scott, he almost had him, man. All in all, um, Darby rolls him up and he got caught. He got caught and then he he, uh, he turned heel. He uh, locked him in a uh, in an ankle lock of sorts, and he wouldn't let go. And then he walked out of the heel tunnel. Solid match. I, I speculated maybe you use the street fight as an excuse for Darby not winning, but he was able to walk away with the cradle and get get the win. They've done this a lot with Darby's character, and I think it works. You know, being so undersized, being a little crafty, and uh, using the roll ups and stuff. I think they they use that aspect of his character and other you know other people in other matches very well. I, but then when it comes to Sky, I mean, you turn him heel, you're trying to freshen him up. I don't want to be that guy, but. I feel like all the the black wrestlers in AEW are kind of heels and they kind of devoted themselves that they were going to be inclusive and everything like that. But yet when it comes to their black wrestlers, they haven't done that much. Who damn who? who else the only one I can think of is blocks or black swole, big swole. And she, you know, unfortunately she kind of tweeted out about her fight with, I think Crohn's disease. So she's oh, kind man. of been off the show for a little that's, bit. That's, that's terrible. Yeah. I mean, even in WWE, like the majority, like, Apollo is now a heel. The hurt business. I mean, they're you got Biggie and Bianca. Heels. Those are the those are the big ones. Sasha's a face. Yeah, I don't know about that. She she's a face that you know has heelish tactics. There we go. I think she's going to be a little, maybe not full fledged, but I think she's going to be the heel of the match. Yeah. Look, man, I understand where Scorpio's coming from. Like, I've suffered big losses like that on the mat, and like, you get upset. I didn't attack a dude after a match, but like, I've thrown headgear, been pissed off. Like, no, don't talk to me. I, I understand where he's coming from. And, you know, I, I said this on Revolution that probably, uh, the Revolution recap, that probably uh, Darby's just going to roll him up and, and, and get one over on him. That way, Scorpio Sky stays, uh, stays, uh, stays uh somewhat credible what i would have done i would have maybe given them a rematch and then if scorpio lost again then i would have done this i mean they haven't done too much with they i they did a really good job early on spotlighting scorpio sky on dynamite and then kind of fell off a little bit hopefully they can kind of circle back they have scu they really they had uh, kazarian and daniel's looking at the Phoenix and uh, match accent match kind of, you know, throwing it out there that they have been a contenders. They haven't lost in a while. And the next time they do lose, they're going to split up. 
So I think they are kind of foreshadowing a full-on breakup of all three of them. Uh, I think Daniels and Kazari need to stay together, my, my personal opinion. They've been together all these years. It just works. Daniels is up there. He has more of a backstage role. I could see him maybe fading away. Kazarian, he, I mean, he's good, I, but he's kind of like a veteran guy who I don't see too much in him in terms of like, you know, higher up stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. P- possibly a TNT title run. All right. It was the uh, main segment of the show, the Inner Circle War Council. And, uh, you know, uh, Jericho's like, things need to change. Lovely white shirt that uh, Chris was wearing, I might add. Kind of like a little sequin or something going on. I, I love I'm telling that. you, he's going back to his Y2J attire. I know those are some those are some raw shirts, those are some badass shirts. Yeah, th- uh, things need to change. And uh, Sammy Guevara's music, and I'm like, oh, Sammy Guevara, but he, he has one of the better theme songs in AEW. I might add, his is really good. Can we agree? It's okay. I really like MJF's. It's it's catchy. His, his fits him, and the little ding, 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 ding. yeah, his fits him. And uh, uh, Sammy shows Chris footage of. Uh, him hiding his phone in the uh, in the uh, inner circle uh, locker room, and MJF comes in there, talks to Santana Ortiz, and Hager's like, "It's time to get rid of old man Chris, huh? 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 Yeah." And uh, MJF's like, "Chris, I didn't want you to find out like this." And Jericho's like, "You idiot! Do you think we really don't talk to each other? We're gonna give you an old-fashioned inner circle beatdown." And he's like, "Hold on, hold on! I've been working on a faction of my own." We're like, "What?" The lights cut out, and boom! FTR, Tully Blanchard. Wardlow, Sean Spears. I'm like, oh, I didn't see that coming. I did not see that coming. I don't know what the name of this is. The new horseman, whatever. They completely beat down the inner circle. Jericho's bloody. And then they uh, carry him, you know, like 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 crowd surfing. <laughs> and then they throw him off the stage through a table. This this was a badass segment. I enjoyed the beatdown. I thought it was really good. Have, have some blood on Jericho. Really, like, put it over the top. I'm wondering if this is how they're going to build to their first ever war games match or whatever their you know non-trademark name for the yeah. matches oh the blood and guts yeah yeah that actually makes sense now because you know it's supposed to be the elite and the elite really isn't even a thing anymore even though they were the strongest faction going into the company so uh, we, we, we we've thought about jericho you know going to, towards a babyface role over the last couple months you know with the singing of the song and you know just the admiration that he gets it all makes sense now yeah, and then going back to like the promo aspect of the angle, I, I feel like there's just too there's too many swerves in this entire angle. You had like three in the matter of like five minutes. You have the you know lights off, lights on gimmick, which I think is way too overdone in in a AEW. So I think the the promo aspect I didn't like all too much. It there were some plot holes on you know what was Sammy initially doing, and then you have them talking to each other, and it was like it was all kind of convoluted, which. I'm going to hold out hope. Maybe they talk a little bit more about that next week. You have the thing with uh, Adam or hangman, Adam page and Matt Hardy, where that was kind of convoluted about the contract and uh, Mark Quinn being, or yeah, being inside the, the mascot and blah, 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 blah. There's been some aspects of AEW. There's been some, some major plot holes. I think this, this kind of swerve bro aspect of to end the show was a little too much for me. Yeah. Well, actually uh, go to, uh, I think it's what, talk wrestling they have an article up on their website of I, AEW having an identity crisis of them not truly knowing what they are yet and i'm like oh that's that actually makes a lot of sense go check that out but yeah man i mean uh i completely forgot about the matt hardy thing and the dark order and hangman thing we'll talk about that some other time but uh i mean this one i didn't see it coming i i, I like did you did you think this was gonna happen i didn't see it coming i mean there were swerves and blah 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 i mean the swerves 
I guess got me if you if that's what you're going for. But like you had a swerve with Scorpio Sky, you had a swerve with the Kenny Omega stuff. Like there was just too many of those on the show. And I know this is like a first show after pay per view, trying to reset everything, build to your big show at double or nothing. But I don't know if this was everyone's doing their own thing and no one communicates what everyone's doing type of thing. But yeah, I think there was, yeah, it's, there was it's, this is a real hit and miss episode of Dynamite, I thought. It's kind of it's kind of like an indie show, you know, if somebody does like your finish like in the first match and you're like in the in like the uh, semi main, then you gotta do something else. And then the guys in the main event were gonna do what the guy did in the first match and the semi main, then you gotta do it on the you gotta think of something else, you know what I mean? You can't just do the same thing and and all these different matches on the same show, you know what I'm saying? I understand what you're yeah. saying. Uh, Jericho, I don't think he should be on next week. Keep him off, like really sell the beat down. I mean, he, and he's older, so it would make sense for him to be gone for a little bit longer. Yeah, officially turning the inner circle babyface, I think is, is a good idea. Jericho should be in the babyface role, especially, I mean, he just almost murdered the Young Bucks dad, which we're probably just going to have to forget about that, even though it happened like two weeks ago. But I think Jericho being in the babyface role, maybe taking a little more of a backseat, not being there all the time, it, it makes and, sense. And, and building then, to blood and guts at double or nothing, I think is the right move. And then he needs to cut a very special promo. Like, I could, I mean, Jericho, we know how great his promo work is. Like, he needs to let these guys know, like, you don't know who you're dealing with. I am a part of a special breed of performer. You know, like the Eddie Guerreros and the, the Dean Malenkos and the Bret Hart's, you know, guys who were told they weren't going to be anything and then became the faces and the best in the world of this, that this industry, that this business has to offer. He needs to cut something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, going to Dublin, nothing. Do you think if that's what they're going hey. for, a war, a war games? Do you think I, they go for war games at Dublin, nothing, and that is like the main event? Because if they are building to Kenny and Christian, that match, yes, it's kind of intriguing because that might be Christian's first match or blah blah blah. But we're in March, like a main event match. That's the end of May. That's a long time. That's a but very... if Jericho's off for a couple weeks, it's a little shorter. That's true. What what is this? This is March. March 11th. 11th. Let me look. Let me look at my calendar. Let, how long should it be gone? Like three weeks. I I would probably say three weeks. Okay, so let's say he comes back on the thirty first edition of Dynamite. Well, next week is the St. Patrick's Day show. That's a big enough show. You don't. Re- you can do recaps, but you don't need to do like any big angles. It's going to be a really heavy wrestling show next week. If he comes back on the twenty fourth, would that be too ambitious? Probably. I think you can have him cut promos. I think you have him like cut promos at his house. From, yeah, yeah. I was just about to say that from his house, and like, yeah, like he doesn't need to physically be there. I think that's, I think that's okay. Uh, you can do the uh, like the MJF in a match, and like Jericho's music hits, and he's like, oh my god, where is he? Where is he? You, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. You, you can do stuff like that. I say bring him back on the 31st, or maybe even the um, the 7th of April. Would you do that? Would you go that long? I mean, the thing is, there's so many people in this feud that you can do little things with MJF's group in the inner circle to where you can build to Jericho coming back at a later date. Yeah, you can have Santana and Ortiz go up against FTR. You can have Wardlow and Hager. I don't know if you want to do Wardlow and Hager again. Uh, you can do Sammy and MJF. Like, they need to have a real a real big match. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can do that. Like, Sammy and MJF, winner decides uh, uh, what the stipulation is or something like that, and then they pick, you know, the blood and guts or whatever. Makes sense, especially because the whatever stadium stampede was at double or nothing. So it makes sense to have another multi-faction match. Then the you know vaccines rolling out, they'll have more people uh, packed in for Daly's place at that point in time. So yeah, yeah, we we can do that. 
I want to see how it's going to look. That's my thing. Well, you have the whatever the floor area. You have so much unused space that you can have two rings there, and it, and you can also have your wrestlers on either side. Or you can, I mean, I don't know how they would do that. You put on like a little board and like put it on wheels and wheel the uh, wheel the ring over when you need to. Yeah, just like play like a long video package. Have the crew kind of do it. Uh, quickly and efficiently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that could work, possibly. Um, Superstar Spotlight, who do we got? Who do we got? I have to give it to the uh, the, the new faction of Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Uh, I think they're, they're doing some great work. I'll give it to Scorpio Sky as well, man. I mean, just a, an awesome contest. Unfor- unfortunately, he didn't get the job done. I can't wait to see what happens there. Uh, those are my Superstar Spotlights. Brandon, what about yourself? I will give the Superstar Spotlight to John Moxley. I thought the match, I, I love the, the in-ring aspect of the match on Sunday, and then I really enjoyed the promo this week. So maybe I'll give it to Moxley and Kingston. Qu- quick thing. I heard Sam Roberts say this on his podcast on Monday. So do you think people would have been as upset if there was no explosion? Like you just go off the air with Moxley lying bloody and battered in the ring. Like the, the, war, the war hero couldn't get the job done. He couldn't bring home the championship to the troops. Would people be as mad? I would say no. If you yeah. have, you're doing the, the whole Onita Funk thing, you have an, exp- I mean, it was in the rules that there is a timer at 30 minutes. So you knew going in that there was going to, you knew at least something was going to happen at that 30 minute mark. So if you just left that exploding barbed wire death match and you have, you know, just the explosions on the, the ring ropes of the tables outside, then I think that may have been, that still would have been, I think, a disappointment to people, but it wouldn't have been as big of an uproar as it was. Saying like, just don't do the, ex- the explosion at all. Just go off the air with Moxley bloody in the ring. That's I mean, that's what I'm saying. You yeah. you say, you know, there's you just don't have that 30 minute timer. You just call it an exploding match, but it's just the ring apron and whatever they did. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I see, I see, I see it. All right, uh promo pick of the week. Daniel Bryan from SmackDown a couple of weeks ago. I think it was the fifth of March. He talks about um Edge and uh Roman main event WrestleMania where I need to because this may be my last shot. This may be my last chance. Because we know his contract's expiring and he wants to go home and be a dad. Yeah, solid, solid promo by my boy Dan O'Brien. Little uh, I mean, you got my hole in there, but I he, you know, he the whatever, the story kind of going into it, the aspect of uh Brian and Edge wasn't exactly the best take on you know your two top baby faces on SmackDown, but I thought it was Dan O'Brien telling a good cohesive story. Don't stop hating on Michael Cole, man. I'm like Bailey. You know, I feel like once he officially hangs it, like once he's done, people are going to look back and be like, you know what? It wasn't that bad. You know, yeah, that's kind of what happens with a lot of guys when, when, when they hang up their the boots or the or the the headsets. Like 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 when I'm done, I the the perception of it would be like he was annoying at times, but all in all, he provided a, a thorough analysis of the world of professional wrestling. It's kind of the easy thing to do, but I would say Vince is probably dragging my pull down a little bit. I do pop every time he says, it's boss time. He doesn't say big dog anymore. The head of the table is here. Doesn't have the same ring to it. It, it doesn't, It's the man. B. I think he, he really emphasizes the B. The big dog. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, what's our match pick of the week, Brandon? Well, the match pick of the week, you alluded to it earlier in the show. Roman Reigns taking on Dan O'Brien at Fastlane 2015. This was the match to determine 
or winner, I guess, gets the uh, WWE title shot against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 31. They they did it to us again after not giving Dana Bryan the win at the Royal Rumble. Then they say, oh, if he wins, he can face Brock Lesnar. You guys wanted a Brock Lesnar-Dana Bryan match so much, right? We're going to give it to you. Yeah, no. He had to wait another few years until, what, Survivor Series 2018 for that Dana Bryan-Brock Lesnar match, which your boy was in attendance for, and I was so happy to see it. Great match, even though it was a heel Dana Bryan, but still a phenomenal I, match. I need to see Brock. How's Brock live, dude? How is it? Like, you saw him at Mania, and then you saw that one. Like, how, how is it? it it's, it's, it's a different level, right? He just has a presence to him, especially the WrestleMania main event when it came out that he signed, and you knew, you know, possibly he was going to win. It was, I mean, Brock, I mean, you know, people talk about Brock Lesnar and he's, he's a beast. He is a beast. He's just a different person. He's, that's why, built, he's built different. That's why he was, that's why he's the champion. He doesn't have to be there every week, guys. He's, he's an attraction. It's as simple as that, man. I, I need to see Brock live before he officially hangs him up. Uh, next week's match pick of the week is going to be a Christian match from ECW. What? I didn't find out this match happened until like a couple nights ago, so. You're just gonna have to wait like the rest of like the rest of the world. And Brandon too, he won't know until the day of the show. He won't know. I'm literally on the edge of my seat right now. Absolutely. Follow us on Twitter at Bullocast, Instagram, the Bullocast, YouTube channel, the Bullocast, email us Bullocast to the number two suite as WETAGMA.com. Uh every Friday night from eleven PM to midnight at one oh four point seven FM KAPU Watsonville. Uh iTunes Stitcher tune in iHeartRadio, Anchor, Spotify, Patreon. We're all over the damn place. HD4LifeSprings.com. Uh, Go get it. You don't want to miss it. It's great graffiti artwork. Stay clean, stay strong, stay safe, stay quarantined. Diamonds are forever. So is the microphone. So. This has been the Bullocast. Thank you for listening.